everybody. Welcome back to the CCPL podcast. I'm Kirsten Real, branch manager of the Carteret County Public Library in Beaufort, and today we have a guest. Hi, I'm Leslie Mason. I'm the library director here at Carteret County Public Library. Yeah, buddy. And today we're talking about an amazing topic. I love it. I know Leslie loves it. Talking about binge-worthy television shows and where you can get binge-worthy television shows. (laughs) It's not just Netflix, man. Absolutely not. We have a ton of binge-worthy material here at the library. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know I've gone a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. And I think this is a perfect time to binge things. But, you know, before we can actually talk about binging things and what is bingeable, what is binge-worthy? What does that even mean? Binge watching is the practice of watching multiple episodes of a TV program, typically more than two or three in rapid succession, uh, typically by means of DVDs or digital streaming. And it is actually part of our lexicon now uh, and is actually in the dictionary. Yes. You need to look it up. <laughs> it started out uh, when... Families could get box sets of DVDs of their favorite television shows. Mm -hmm. But of course, that's unbelievably expensive. Right. And so as digital streaming became more easily accessible, it quickly moved over to that platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Netflix did a survey survey in 2013, and 61% of people admitted to binge watching on a regular basis. And of those, 79% said that they binge watch a show and it makes it more enjoyable. Okay. Which was a little bit interesting. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics did a 2019 survey in which it measured the average TV viewing consumption of Mm -hmm. the average American. And um, they watch nearly 20 hours of television a week. Which is it's a lot. Yeah, but, <laughs> the majority yeah. of that 20 hours mm-hmm. is binge watching. Yeah. So we're talking about four hours or more at a time. Yeah. So that is binge watching, <laughs> much like binge eating or binge drinking. We just, it's something that we can't necessarily control. Yeah. Um, yeah. But something that has become very popular and pretty mainstream. Mm-hmm. See, I can I can dig that, you know. What is cable? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. I have gotten used to the no ads thing, you know, just play mm-hmm. it on through without having to you know, what was it? Uh, my mom was talking about it the other day. She was like, "We had to back in my day, we had to time our bathroom visits to that 2 minutes." <laughs> of uh, commercial time. Absolutely. There was no pausing or rewinding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you missed something, a a crucial plot point, if you missed it, you missed it. And Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, too bad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So then, you know, we know what binge watching is, but what are the pros and cons of that? I mean, because they're just like anything, there are pros and cons to doing it. Yes. And it's funny because... You know, some of the cons are that you you get this dopamine high when you continue to click through your favorite show. Mm-hmm. So it, it can, in fact, be addictive. And don't pretend that you haven't been up 
at two and three o'clock in the morning trying to get through a season of something that was just released on your favorite streaming platform because we've all been there. This is a judgment-free zone. (laughs) It's fine. But that can lead to some addictive feelings, and that's definitely a con. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you have these large chunks of entertainment available to you, um, it it kind of interrupts what we used to have when I was growing up, and you're too young to remember this, but there (laughs) used to be this – really great sense of camaraderie around television shows, Mm -hmm. especially ones that were every week. Um, And we only had a handful of channels to begin with. Mm -hmm. So everybody was pretty much watching the same thing. And I distinctly remember growing up, my mom watching Dallas with our next door neighbor. It was an event. Mm -hmm. And when JR was shot... The world came to a standstill. And it was all anybody could talk about. Uh, When I was in college, there was a group of us that would watch um, Must See TV, which was Thursday night on NBC. We actually had scrubs that we would wear Mm -hmm. so that we would watch ER. And then we would talk about it all week Mm -hmm. because we couldn't believe what happened. Um, The ER finale was just like a campus-wide event. And there were very much these watch parties Mm -hmm. around these weekly serials. And you lose that when you binge, right? Because nobody's going to hang out and watch Game of Thrones for 14 hours. Gosh, no. That's going to get awkward. So those are some of the cons. However, the pros are don't have to worry about spoilers. Don't have to worry about when you would record it because you were working and nobody tell me anything, (laughs) you know, because I got to get home and watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, So no spoilers. You have control over your own content. Mm -hmm. So it isn't like I have to be home on this day at this time to watch this thing. Um, I very much remember interrupting a date because an episode of West Wing was coming on. (laughs) And I was like, we got to hurry up because West Wing is going to start. And this is the, you know. Um, Yeah. So there's none of that. And it's been sort of talked about and recorded with some of these surveys that there's a real sense of accomplishment when you finish a season. There is. You just are like, oh, okay, well, that's done. Now I can get back to my regular life. Um, so it's just kind of this idea of control and accomplishment that, oh, man, mm-hmm. I did this marathon thing. I mean, it's not like a marathon, but, you know, so there's uh, a yeah, sense of yeah. accomplishment that, yeah. yes, I spent 14 hours on my couch and good for me. So um, those those kind of go hand in hand. And it's just amazing in such a short period of time how we've changed our 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 watching of television or shows or serials or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, if you think about it, there are movies that are bingeable. I, I mean, Lord of the Rings, Harry mm. Potter. I mean, who hasn't tried to fit all Harry Potter, all eight Harry Potter movies in one day? Would not recommend it personally. That's just me. Well, it's Star Wars, the Star Wars, Star Wars. Yes. Um, what was? Oh, the Marvel Universe. Oh my gosh! Yes. Right. There's yes. entire websites that will tell you mm-hmm. the order that you need to watch that them you in. need to watch yep. them in, yep. and you can even include the TV shows into oh, that. God. And I'm like, I don't have that kind Ooh, of time no, or energy. That, that is a commitment. That is a huge commitment. Yes. That is a huge commitment. 
Um, another very bingeable movie series I think is The Godfather, and that's oh, easily yes. doable. <laughs> yes, in a in a day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do, have a lot of fun with with that if you were having like a watch party or you know you were snowed yeah. in with your significant other. Mm-hmm. You could have a lot of fun with that one too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Any of the quotable things, you can have a lot of fun. Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so now we've we've talked about the pros and cons. We talked about what binging is, but then you've got to figure out what shows are actually binge-worthy. Right. Because so, not every show is binge-worthy. Right. So there's a couple of criteria that have been identified by people who study the entertainment industry and who write about these sorts of things. Um, and there's a couple of criteria that will make a show binge-worthy. And some of these, I think, are debatable, um, but some of them really make sense. So first Mm -hmm. of all, it shouldn't feel like singular episodes. And I I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it goes that if you get to the end of the episode and you're not compelled to continue watching because it's kind of all wrapped up nice and neat, Uh um, that... There isn't that compulsion to press the next episode button. So um, it really needs to have that cliffhanger, a plot twist, some sort of, you know, something that kind of propels you into the next episode. A continuum. Yes. Um, it's, It's this idea of multiple shows at once acting sort of like a longer movie. It's just not one singular packaged hour. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because I will watch Law and Order all day long. I mean, that's a good show, right? And and, and they and it, it, it is very way. much compartmentalized and that everything wraps up. So I don't know about that one, but, then, but after a certain point, I did feel like Law and Order did have a continuation because uh, the other the t- yes, the other. Yeah, yeah types of yeah. law and orders but the original yeah. law and order mm-hmm. is just these nice little mm-hmm. like completed episodes so yeah, okay. i guess that could go either way but absolutely there are shows where you are just compelled because mm-hmm. every quote-unquote episode has some sort of cliffhanger and the one for me that does that is house of cards oh yeah i just could not help myself mm-hmm. and next thing i know like four hours have gone by and it's two o'clock in the morning and oh my gosh. So <laughs> I definitely think there needs to be some something that makes you stay with it after mm-hmm. after that initial hour or so. Yeah. Um, also, it has to grab you right away. Uh, if you have to fight through the first couple episodes to sort of get hooked, yeah, you're really not going to be committed to the long-term viability of the show. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, and a lot of people get bent out of shape when I say this, but I just couldn't get into Ozark. And everyone has been, you just mm-hmm. have to get through the first couple episodes. And I'm like, no, really, I don't. <sighs> no. Because if I'm not committed, mm-hmm. then I'm just, then, yeah. There's no. too many other things. So. Yeah. And there are several shows like that where the first couple episodes, you're just like, I'm not really getting it. Mm-hmm. So they very much reiterate that it has to get you right away. Um, that way you're not so frustrated that you're not going to continue. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you have to have characters that you become obsessed with. <laughs> um, we have yeah. to have a strong emotional reaction, good or bad, uh-huh. um, in order to want to see what happens to them next. Mm-hmm. And some very binge-worthy television shows have characters that you absolutely despise. Right? Oh. 
and, and you're just yeah. waiting for them to just, get discovered or found out or killed or whatever. So, yeah, yeah strongly yeah. Deve- developed characters that mm-hmm. give you a visceral reaction are very important. Mm. And then, of course, we want that continuous story, that ongoing narrative mm-hmm. that keeps you moving through the plot very quickly. So those yeah. are kind of the four big things that qualify a show as binge-worthy. Okay. All right. I mean, I, oh, man. I'm just stuck on the despise thing. Because <laughs> Game of Thrones was very much that way. Yes. There were, like, one or two characters that I loved. All the others, I was like, man... When are they gonna be gone? Like, I think in Game of Thrones, for me, there was several characters Mm -hmm. where my reaction to them changed pretty quickly. Oh, really? Where I was like, oh, I'm just obsessed with this character. It's amazing. And then, whoa, Daenerys. Yeah, I felt that way about Daenerys. Whoa, Uh this. No, I wasn't expecting that, and I am uh-huh. not entirely thrilled with what's uh-huh. happening right now. Right. So um, kinda, that's really great, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people feel that way about Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It's another you know, instance where it's a character that you kind of love to hate or hate to love. Yeah. Um, so those are, are really compelling. For me, another strongly driven show around, of course, like plot – but also the characters was Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. See, I never saw that. Oh, man. Mm. It is just a wild ride of, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and just these complex characters who are living in this criminal underworld while trying to maintain a normal life. And those two things obviously yeah, clash. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, now Jax is in jail. And, you know, yeah. and and the, you know, the drug deal's going down and he's not there with the guns and what's going to happen. And you're just like, I, I can't. You almost can't binge watch that because you're just like, I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so not only was Sons of Anarchy a really great storyline, sometimes a little over the top, but it was the characters in that were unbelievably complex mm-hmm. because – most of them were trying to live a quote unquote normal life or yeah. get out of this criminal enterprise and it it just was not happening for them. So that was another one where it was just like, oh man, brutal, <laughs> brutal, brutal show. Yeah. See, I, I in one of the love it or hates it that I did with um with Jennifer, mm-hmm. I, we talked about characters. Cause I'm like, I cannot if if the main character of a story is insufferable. <laughs> I can't. I will put that book down and I will I will toss it to the, I can't. Because I'm like it's you're with that character. That is the character that you are following, especially if it's one of those first person narrative mm, things. Right. And so I'm in her head and I just can't stand her. Like she's <laughs> just a jerk and now I've got to follow a jerk around. So I feel that way about shows though. If the main character is a jerk, I have the hardest time with it. I'm fine if a side character is a jerk. Sure. You know, or whatever, like Cersei Lannister. We all hated her. At least I hated her. But she was a side character. So you're like, okay, it's it's whatever. I can still stick through this. Yeah. But, oh, oh I can't. All right. I, I I love this topic so much. I really do. Because there are so many great binge-worthy shows. But now I'm very interested to know what your first binge-worthy show that you came across was? So the first show I binged was very purposeful. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
One of my first jobs sort of while I was in graduate school um, was in Baltimore. I lived in Baltimore for 10 years. Mm-hmm. When I was in Baltimore, David Simon was at the peak of his you know, creative genius. The corner was all had already been out. He, you know, mm-hmm. David Simon was writing for the Baltimore Sun and um, The Wire first hit. Now, I had already been addicted to Homicide Life on the Street, which was on NBC. Um, and it was just sort of a mainstream, gritty, Hill Street Blues kind of show mm-hmm. um, But that, that David Simon was also involved in. And then he wrote The Wire, mm-hmm. which was um, on HBO. So it was a much more realistic account of crime in Baltimore City. Okay. It, not only was it crime, but it was also politics. It was also um, cops. It was just a really cross-section of where all of these things sort of intersect. Mm -hmm. And I was working in City Hall at the time, and they were filming often, like, in my office, which was very awkward. (laughs) Um, Often I would walk on set accidentally, and it... (laughs) I, I couldn't watch it at the time. Um, I, I tried to watch it initially, and it was too close. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Too because close it really was based on, like, my boss. Yeah. And it really was uh, yeah. based on people that I interacted with. Mm-hmm. It was just too close. I was mm-hmm. dating a police officer at the time. Um, so it oh, really, was, I was, I was knee deep in it. Yeah. I was, I was volunteering with organizations that put me in inner city schools. I was, you know, working part time at the library. So, I mean, these were people that I would see. Yeah. Um, and it was too close. So I couldn't watch it. The day I left city hall and got my job at the federal reserve bank, I checked out and or borrowed all of the box sets and sat down. Okay. All right. And pretty much sat in my apartment mm-hmm. in Mount Washington and just watched it. I started like after work on Friday and I didn't move except to walk the dog until <laughs> middle of the night on Sunday and was mm-hmm. tempted to stay on Monday. But I was like, it's a brand new job. I can't call out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was. It was riveting. Oh, okay. It was riveting. I was just compelled Mm-hmm. All the way through. And I was. I was up to like three and four in the morning. Just and then quick nap mm-hmm. back on it. So <laughs> the wire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I highly recommend it. It, it really is great. Um, and really some of some of I'm like, how did he know that? Like, who told him that? I didn't I didn't think anybody knew about that. I mean, it was just remarkable television. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched The Wire and you can handle some gritty stuff, highly recommend it. And The Corner, which was a, just a, a couple of episodes long, um, but also very good. Okay. So, yeah, that was it. That was my big first binge. All right. It was a whole experience. It was. It was. Oh, man. Yeah. See, yeah, no, I can't. I, I can't blame you for that. If you're so close to it, there's no way I could. No. No, and then you know the people. It, no. It really was just no. like, oh, oh man. man. <laughs> ah, yeah, um, David Simon doesn't really uh, mince words, and he doesn't really, you know, change a whole lot Yeah, when he's writing. So, yeah. you know, based on actual events is, is pretty, uh, pretty accurate. Pretty accurate description. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. See, I wish I had that exciting of a story. My first, my first binge, <laughs> it wasn't even sort of that exciting. I saw, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Trekkie. I love Star Trek. I, I didn't binge Star Trek. I didn't maybe, but I loved Star Trek. And I, so I was like, all right. I was in college. I was super bored one day, as you get in college. No, you don't. I just did. But I went to the to the um, library and I was looking through the DVDs to see what I could find, and I saw they had pretty much the entire series of Doctor Who at the top. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm bored. I like Star Trek. Let's give it a shot. Got addicted to it, horde. But <laughs> that was I think I watched the first season. I think I watched it in that first day. I didn't, I don't even think I ate. Cause I think by the time I got done with the first season, I got, it went off and I was like, why am I so hungry? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. But, There's something about coming out of that kind of isolated state yeah. where you're just kind of stumbling around like, what day is it? It's like, what time is it? Did life continue? <laughs> Or did the world stop? You know what I mean? Well, and see, here's the thing about living farther south that I'm really missing. Mm -mm. Because every year where I'm from, sort of like the mid-Atlantic, D.C., Baltimore suburbs, you get at least one good snow. Oh, okay. And and a good snow (laughs) is anywhere from like... Eight to fourteen inches. Oh, okay. so it's okay. not enough snow that it's you know almost, you know it's cataclysmic or anything, but it's a good enough snow that you're in for like two days. Gosh, so you know you've got two days where you can catch up on whatever <laughs> it is you haven't been able to do, whether it's read, whether it's binge watch something, whether it's like clean your house. Mm-hmm. You you got a good snow yeah. coming, and you bank on that. You're like, man, I cannot wait for the next snowpocalypse because <laughs> I have so much I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, you'll get two, like two good snows. See, right? And here, I, I got I got nothing, nothing, nothing. So I don't yeah. even know how you guys nothing. figure out. time for these sorts of things going back to that doctor who thing the funny thing was is i was in my apartment because i i had an apartment on campus and where my apartment was my bedroom was in a hallway so the window i don't know who designed this building (laughs) i have no clue but the window in my bedroom looked out into the hallway super weird very weird did not like that people could see in my window as they walked to their own apartment but whatever so I couldn't see the outside if I was in my bedroom. All I saw was the hallway. So I had no clue what time it was. It always looked dark. So I'm like, oh, man, you just sequester yourself Those, in there. That is actually a really good atmosphere <laughs> yes. for binging. It was amazing. <laughs> just lose all concept of time. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Nostalgia tour. But I miss it so much. Oh, man. Okay, so we talked about your first binge, mm-hmm. and which, oh my god, I'm still like, I'm still so just enamored of your first binge because I love your story behind your binge. <laughs> but what other shows would you recommend as binges? Well, we have really great DVDs at the library that mm-hmm. are free, and we've sort of revamped the way we package the DVDs now so that you can check out an entire season at a time. Mm -hmm. Previously, you could just get one disc at a time, which 
incredibly frustrating, I would mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. But now you can check out an entire season of a show at once. Mm-hmm. So with that, we all know about the really popular bingey shows, The Crown, mm-hmm. Outlander, Game of Thrones, Longmire. Mm-hmm. Those are ones that everybody talks about, everybody knows about. And we have those at the library, too. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about some things that maybe people have overlooked. So if you did love Longmire, which I did, um, you will like Yellowstone. Yellowstone stars Kevin Costner as the patriarch of the Dutton family. Uh, it's a sixth-generation ranching family that controls the largest ranch in the United States. It's full of corruption, greed, family dynamics, political intrigue. There's a constant conflict in the family itself, as well as the family versus land developers, um, the ranch borders, uh, a national park. So there's kind of this dynamic with the government and there's a native american reservation also that borders so there's sort of that dynamic as well um there's a large cast Mm -hmm. there's it seems like every season um there's sort some sort of overarching conflict um but then there's smaller dynamics in and amongst the characters Um, it's just really really well done and it's it's filmed on location. It is beautiful. So the cinematography is mm-hmm. film worthy. But okay. if you if you liked Longmire, if you like some of those sort of Western type shows, mm-hmm. you're going to love Yellowstone. So you need to come in, get that on DVD from the library. Mm-hmm. If okay. you liked The Wire, let's mm-hmm. like go a completely opposite direction. <laughs> so if you like gritty urban inner city crime um gangs of london which is a new series and we've just gotten it in um so london's most powerful criminal has been assassinated so that creates this sort of power vacuum Mm -hmm. um and then chaos ensues right because there's this struggle for power and taking over um the son of the um of the criminal kingpin is trying to figure out who murdered his father. And so he's called for a moratorium on some of this, you know, uh, criminal activity, Mm -hmm. which then creates a ripple across the international stage. So there's just a lot of things going on um, in in this idea of like, he's he's trying to keep his, you know, criminal enterprise together, but Mm -hmm. he's trying to figure out who he can trust because his father was assassinated. It's just really fantastic. So really well done. We have the first season here on DVD as well. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That is like two opposite. Right. I love it. I love it. Speaking of Yellowstone though, not going to lie to you. This is an aside. I, when I was younger, I used to think to myself, I'm going to go visit other places in the U.S. I'm going to go move to different places in the U.S. I want to see what this place is about. And for the longest time, I thought Montana. I want to mm. move to Montana because it's gorgeous, you know, and they have winter there. So I could actually get a white Christmas, which <laughs> I'm so desperate for. But then I heard about Yellowstone and I was like, you got to be crazy. I'm not moving to Montana and having it blow up under me because of that dadgum <laughs> volcano. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, no, I, I literally. And, and then I can't move to Alaska because there are vampires in Alaska. 30 Days of Night, the movie. Oh. Uh, I'm, so I'm like throwing pins at places I can't move because of something. something weird you've seen. Right. I yeah. Yeah, can't do it. But. I understand. <laughs> 
sorry. I just, just saying. I always wanted to visit, but no, not going. Because the minute I do, the minute I step on Montana, the minute it blows, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> so, but those are those do sound like really good shows. I love the the crime stuff. I, my whole family's obsessed with the crime stuff. Law and Order, CSI, all these different crime shows. So I need to watch that. Gangs of London. Yes. And I am very much a fan of police procedurals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a stickler for them because when you when you become involved with people in law enforcement, you learn a lot. Yeah. Um, and so like, I can't watch CSI. Oh, okay. Because it drives me crazy. The fact that they they saw mysteries. CSI workers do not interrogate suspects. Yeah. They do not carry sidearms. Mm-hmm. They are literally just texts that, you know, dust and, and take mm. pictures. And then that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So I I cannot watch, watch that so, okay. one. Um, so mm. it, I am very picky about my procedurals. Well, I can understand um, that. Sure. It's like if I watch a show about called The Librarians. Oh, right. <laughs> well, but see, that one has a very Indiana Jones feel to yeah, me. It does. So. Because like, mm, my, I legitimately, my grandfather watches that show. And he, or watched it. And he would call me. And he'd be like, why didn't you tell me your job is so exciting? And I'm like, I mean, I think my job is exciting. What are you talking about? He's like, because you're doing all this other stuff. And I, he starts describing to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? I think I've only seen one episode, <laughs> and yeah, they were they were solving some sort of yeah. mystery, and, like, and on occasion, <sighs> we uncover some sort of interesting, salacious tidbit. Sure, but not but near right. like that. <laughs> right. Agreed. So, so I was Agreed. like, you know, um, I hate to break it to you, <laughs> my... That's not that's not quite what I do. <laughs> I have always said though that there should be a reality show called the library called the library and it should follow sort of the shenanigans that happen at a large urban public library. I do it like Parks and Rec. It would be perfect office. because there's a constant cast of characters. Yes. You have your regulars, you have mm-hmm. your staff. Those are your mm-hmm. solid regular folks. Absolutely. And then sort of the random folks that pop into the library yes. on occasion. Um so there's always some sort of drama. Mm-hmm. Um oh, So man. I keep waiting for that. I it keep would, waiting for that. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. I will say though that the movie, mm-hmm. um the Emilio Estevez movie, mm-hmm. The Public pretty much nails it. Okay. Um I mean, that's pretty close. Okay. Uh, the people lining up out front, and you're saying hi to everybody as you open the library, mm-hmm. having to tell people to put their clothes back on. Yes. People yelling at you. Yes. Um, people not understanding what it is you actually do through mm-hmm. the course of the day. Um, I mean, that that is an, an important aside, though. You know, we we are a library, so shirt, shoes. Please all, all keep your please, clothes on. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that... That movie, I refer to people when they want to know, mm-hmm. so what's it really like when you work in it? Well, you should, this is a great sort of entryway into the day-to-day shenanigans of library. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. shenanigans. I love shenanigans, though. It's, it's drama-nanigans is what it is. Drama-nanigans. <laughs> so, we did DVDs. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Hoopla, which I am obsessed with, has an amazing array of television shows available. Mm -hmm. The only drawback for Hoopla is that you get five checkouts a month. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, you need to really time your binging on Hoopla very strategically. Mm -hmm. I always say, and you can download them. So download your five at, towards the end of the month, mm-hmm. and then when you bump into the next month, you can download the, the next couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to be a little more strategic with Hoopla. But again, it's free, um, and there's so much great content on there. There's a lot of PBS, BBC, Acorn, a lot of that kind of television on there. Um, so for my Hoopla binges recommendations, if you're an Outlander fan, mm-hmm. you really should download and watch the discovery of witches and it's based on the deborah harkness series Uh um and so all eight episodes of the first season are available on hoopla and it's the story of diana bishop who is a historian and also descended from a line of witches Mm -hmm. yes that those bishops um and she discovers a manuscript that holds magical power and it sort of un you know she inadvertently sort of unlocks a portal to this magical world and there's vampires and demons and witches. She forms an alliance with a very old vampire as they try to sort of uncover all of the mysteries about this manuscript. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course they fall in love. Um, that's not really a spoiler <laughs> because you know that from reading the back of the book, but um, it's really great. It's highly rated and the entire first season is free on Hoopla. Hoopla is also great if you have Chromecast, if you have Roku, um, you can download the Hoopla app um, and then stream it directly to your smart TV. Mm -hmm. So it really is pretty Mm -hmm. fantastic. Now, if you're a fan of The Crown, as most people are, Mm -hmm. on Hoopla, they have the entire six-hour miniseries of Wolf Hall, which is the – it's the story of – Thomas Cromwell and his struggles with Henry VIII. Oh. Also based on the Hilary Mantel, is that her name? Yeah. Book series. So also very well done, highly rated, um, and very bingeable. So I highly recommend that. So also kind of a little bit opposite, but, um, and if you don't, here's another thing I tell people, if you don't know what to watch, we're here for that, too. We don't just yeah. give reading recommendations. We can recommend a really great movie, TV show, mm-hmm. um, audio book to you. It, we do a, that sort of reader's advisory in the same way we would a book. Mm-hmm. So if you come in, we're going to ask you, what are your favorite TV shows? What kind of movies do you like to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do, do you like character-driven stories? Do you like plot-driven stories? Do you like, um, you know, paranormal um, and we'll match you to a show that you will become obsessed with. Yeah. See, in that aspect, we really are detectives. We I are. Mean, honestly. We are. Because that's uh, to me, that's one of the best parts of the job. I love it when somebody comes in and is like, I have no clue what to read next. And I'm like, well, buddy, let me tell you. What do you like? Yeah. <laughs> and you just go from there. I love it. And then they'll sit there. How do you know so much? I'm like. It's the job. That's just my job. I just am a detective. You just didn't know it. I was like, <laughs> but, 
but it is it is exciting being able to to offer suggestions to people and, and see how happy they are. I love yeah. when somebody when you recommend something to somebody too and they go off on their way and then they come in the next week and go, Oh my god, that was amazing. That was amazing. Oh. What next? Yeah. But yeah. the trick of that is you better come correct yeah, again better. because the minute you, you lose them, yeah. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. They're just like you, there's a trust that is broken yeah. between librarian yeah. and patron and that when they don't like nice. one of your recommendations. <laughs> you just can't get it back. You can't. You can't. I did have a lady uh, at a, my previous job who I would. I would recommend things to her all the time because she and I read very similar stuff. And she, I told her, I was like, you've got to try, who was it? I think it was Stephanie Lawrence. You've got to try this one. You'll love her because she's so similar to the other ones you read. You'll love her. And well, she came in the next time and was so visceral in her (gasps) hatred of Stephanie Lawrence. Wow. And she was like, you know, I still love you, but I'm questioning everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you hated it that bad she's like oh i hated it so bad it was so bad and i'm like okay well all right that is why i always tell folks it is okay to not finish a book yes there are other books to read Mm -mm. life is too short do not read the bad books. No. If you don't like it, no. bring it back. We have thousands more. We will find the right one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. But I always think about her when I when I suggest a book to somebody. I'm like, is this going to be another another Stephanie Lawrence thing? <laughs> well, I'm just excited that we are revamping our DVD collection. Yes. That we're getting more DVDs into the branches mm-hmm. um, so that people have more access to more entertain more entertainment in their homes. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, and we can't – I mean, we, we said it earlier, but I think it's worth repeating that you get five checkouts – you get them for a week. You can get re- you get three renewals on them. So if you need more time on them, you can get them. And they are 100% free. Yeah, they're F-R-E-E. free. That is a change from the system we were in before. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fee assigned to checking out DVDs. And that's been something that people haven't really caught on to yet. Mm-hmm. So we do things like this. like talk about our DVD collection. Mm-hmm. Talk about the changes in a positive way. Yeah. So people know, hey, this change was had a lot of great things happen, including we're able to bring you a lot more free yes. opportunities at the library. So, yeah. and one of those DVDs, mm-hmm. um, we have we have some workout DVDs, which I think is really great: yoga, mm-hmm. meditation, exercise. Yep. Um, there are some nonfiction DVDs, you know, so mm-hmm. um, documentaries. Uh, there's some. I think a couple of crafting ones. We're we're getting some of those. There's a lot of those on Hoopla as well. You can watch the Great British Bake Off on Hoopla. Sweet. Yes. So that was literally a, that was that was surprising <laughs> to see. I wasn't expecting that one on there, but it was on there when yeah. I looked around. So come in, come into your branches, look around. Understand too that we can get DVDs from any of the Cardinal libraries in the Absolutely. state. Absolutely. So if we don't have it doesn't mean we can't get it Mm -hmm. um just give us five to seven business days and we will get that binge worthy series to you (laughs) yes and there are so many so many so many and that's okay i mean we 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 might also recommend a book to you but you know we get it we get it (laughs) 
<laughs> so especially- I would I would much rather you check out a series from the library than mm-hmm. um, head over to one of those um, red box machines right. or, or you have to pay for it. Oh, my gosh. And you get it for what, a night? And you get it one money? night. You have to pay oh. per night. And then, yeah, oh, it's brutal. I just, when I see people standing out in the cold, like, Mm -hmm. well, it's North Carolina, it's not that cold. (laughs) In Lenore, it would get cold, and I would just see people, and I'd be like, no, go to the library. (laughs) It's nice and warm and free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I am, I am optimistic that our DVD circulation is going to triple after this episode airs, Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, we're just going to be, they're going to be flying off the shelves. That's right, man. We will. And we'll we'll have a hard time keeping them on the shelves. And I'll have to go, Leslie, we need more. Absolutely. No problem. <laughs> I'm on it. And again, if you check out a DVD or a TV show that had a book attached to it, I may try to put that in your hand too, but that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Dune is one that's really popular right yes. now. So the movie is coming out mm. and people want to read the book. Yes. Um, that is a whole different type of readership right there. That's like a, Now, I will say, having made the mistake of reading a lot of books and then watching the movie, I am now so adamant that I will watch the movie first. Oh, really? And I'm so adamant about it because if I read it first and then watch the movie, I hate the movie. There's only <sighs> one time that that did not happen, and that was Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings so much, the movie and the book. Yeah. That's the only one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I think I like reading the book because I can sort of an- anticipate a little more what's going to happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do tend to get disappointed when they do something really, really blatant. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean like yes. Jack Reacher blatant. So in the books, Jack Reacher is like Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. He's like over six foot tall. They make a point of mentioning it all the time about how tall he is mm-hmm. and that he's blonde and blue eyed. Mm-hmm. Mention it all the time. Mm-hmm. And who do they cast as Jack Reacher? Tom freaking Cruise. No. <laughs> who is not it's tall. Not tall. It's and not tall. Haired. And dark haired. Yeah, yeah. And not at all Scandinavian yeah, in any way. No, no. <laughs> so those blatant things mm-hmm. bother me. Like the, the editing mm-hmm. for time and things and cutting mm-hmm. out things. I don't really have a problem with that. But if it's something horrifically blatant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm done. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. See, I am one of those, though. I don't want you to edit for time. <laughs> I will sit here for 12 hours and watch the same movie if I need to. Like Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I hate that movie oh. so much. My family is like, that's the best one. And I'm like, well, you're all entitled to be wrong. Okay. Yeah. Because that one's the worst. You know, they take out most of the book. Yeah. Because he added so many other things and, you know, atmosphere or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, look, man, I'm not kidding you when I tell you I was sitting in front of that TV for 12 hours if I have to, to see the actual story <laughs> that I. You want the uncut. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't leave anything on the cutting room floor. Just. <laughs> Sorry. I'll see deleted scenes and I'll go, why would you do this to me? <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. I have, a, I have to, I do. I have a feeling. I just, I, mm, okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Sorry. I also feel that visceral about Game of Thrones, but that's just oh, a sure. whole other argument. Sure. Well, <laughs> this is off topic too, but I 
tried to listen to mm-hmm. Game of Thrones because I was commuting pretty heavily um, when the show came out. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, easy. I'll listen to it. Yeah. The narrator was so horrible. Oh, really? So horrible. He did like a fake English accent that was high pitched. And when he, when he did Tyrion, it, I, it just grated my teeth. And I just couldn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so I never, I was turned off. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I'm fighting through those books. There's just no way. There's no way. I couldn't, I couldn't, I read the first Outlander book. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw how many there were, uh-huh. I had to stop. Well, because I don't have that kind that? of time. Who's got the time? I am not committing to that. <laughs> that is a lifelong commitment. <laughs> At this point, it is because she keeps right? writing. She keeps them. writing. Stop writing them. I can't. <laughs> I cannot give you 800, 900 pages of my life over and over and over right. again. Well, and he- I'll watch the TV show. Was <laughs> <laughs> as disappointing as it was. Oh uh, yeah. He, and he, he, George R. R. Martin. It's been ten years since the last one. Ten. I think years. he's given up. He's just like I'm done. He's you all know like, what's gonna exactly. happen. What, who cares? Show's the show's over. I'm done. Man. Yeah. I'm like man, just give me access to. I will finish it for you. <laughs> Yeah, that was – I really feel for all of the people who committed to that series. Yeah. And then we're waiting, and then the show came out, and they got all re-energized about it, and they're just – Yeah. We've all been disillusioned. <laughs> we have a – you have a therapy group. You all yes, get together. We, do. we have a support group. Every yes, Thursday. you're doing some fan fiction <laughs> to kind of work through your feelings. Was, I could see that. There was a petition. This was a real thing. There was a petition. That was signed by over 10,000 people that was sent to the studio that said they demanded they rewrite and re Oh, I read about that. Yeah. I was like, you know. Yeah, the ending was just kind of. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, it was. It was. was I mean, I could see it coming and yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was like, wow. All the character All that for that? All that character did. It it did. It did kind of fall flat. Yeah, it did kind of fall flat. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. That's see, this is another thing. We just That's we, another we this is a whole nother episode. Gotta, <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast episode. This is what happens when librarians get together yes. and talk anything yes. that has to do with story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you, Leslie, for joining us and talking to us about binge worthy shows. Of course. Yeah. I love it. This is especially now with COVID and having to be at home more mm-hmm. and people are just struggling to find stuff to watch. Well, we're here for you. We are absolutely here for you. We're open. We've extended our hours. So come by Monday through Saturday at all of the branches. All of the branches are open Monday through Saturday now. And check out our DVDs. Check out our, our books. Check out our audiobooks. Check out our videos. Video games. We've got video games now. I'm so excited about that. So, so uh, thank you, Leslie, for joining us. And thank you guys for joining us as well. And remember that you can always suggest podcasts to us. If you go to our website, there's a survey you can fill out. Let us know what you'd like to hear. We'd love to hear back from you and, and hear any suggestions you might have. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.